da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, people of all ages, to the Mad About Movies first annual Mad About Movies draft. Dun, 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 dun. Wow, it's draft day. Never thought it would be draft mm. day again on here after the last draft day experience. Oh. Load it up, Sonny. Let's rock. <laughs> I think so. Um, Sonny Weaver, just just bring your urns, and uh, we're going to have a draft here. Oh, crap. Is the draft tonight? I thought... Oh, hey, I'm sorry, guys. I can't make it. I've got a... You got to bury smashes. Yeah, I got to bury smashes. Family issues. (laughs) My mom died like seven years ago, but I just now, tonight's the night I was going to bury her ashes. So, sorry. Got to record. Fonte Mac, no matter what. That's my number one pick. Just going to let you guys know right now. Hashtag Fonte Mac, no matter what. (laughs) There is a a sense in the air right now that uh, this is going to be a good night. I'm excited about this. The first ever... Mad About Movies, Summer Movie Draft. And what we're going to do is we've made a list of every movie this summer. We're going to draft them snake-wise, like fantasy football, uh, snake draft, serpentine style. Serpentine fashion, yeah. Right? Which is how I walk through every mall. Because somebody's <laughs> shooting, it's really hard. When yeah, got to avoid snipers. That's just yeah. good common sense, <laughs> I is. think. It's a good practice. <laughs> When don't I laugh. don't laugh, I don't laugh at that. No, it's yeah. a, I, no, I'm laughing at your your, your defiance. <laughs> oh, okay, that. really? I'm celebrating yeah. your I life. Like really. You're like laughing it. at my defiance of death. I really appreciate that. <laughs> when um, I binge 24 for the first time, when I don't know, probably 2008, 2007, 2008, I watched five or six seasons of that all in a row like a really cool guy and I never like I would go I would I would watch the show until three o'clock in the morning I come home from work and that's all I would do is just watch the show and it made me paranoid because there's always a sniper in every scene there's a sniper or a bomb that's about to go off from the first minute of the first episode until the very last episode and I found myself at an outdoor wedding one time in the midst of all this. I'm at an outdoor wedding overlooking a lake. It's just a beautiful setting, and I should be enjoying myself. And instead, I legitimately found myself uh, looking for the positions from which the sniper would most likely be sat to to shoot me and how I would uh, escape via the serpentine fashion, as you mentioned, Kent, and where I would go to hide and all this sort of thing and was like, maybe maybe I should take a break from 24. I don't know. Like, this might be actually up, up in my head now. Maybe I wow. should just chill a little bit. Wow. The effect yeah. that TV can but have. But you know what? Person. You know what? No sniper got me. So That is true. Look who's winning. You're, so, yeah. You're still here. Still here. Stay winning. Stay winning, <laughs> B. Gil. Uh, so the way this is going to work is I guess we're going to have a random number generator or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, determine the order of the draft. So, Brian, if you could pull okay. up the official yeah. Mad About Movies number generator. Yeah. And, I, and you better so, film yourself doing this, because I will <laughs> accuse you. Um, yeah, and Brian, so why here's, don't you here's how it works. Yeah. 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 Let me, okay, so here's how it works. In case you're not familiar with fantasy sports in general, or sports, or gener- or anything, uh, here's how it's going to work. We've got all the, the summer movies from here. We're going to say summer movie starts May 1st. And ends the last week of July, so we've got all the movies listed out. Uh, we are gonna we're gonna pick a, an order here through the random number generator. So one through three, and then three through one is the way it works, serpentine fashion. We are all going to pick four movies. We're gonna do four rounds of this draft. So we'll each come out of this with four movies that we own and only we own. So if Richard picks uh, the Emoji Movie first. Kent and I are not allowed. Bro, to did you see my whiteboard? Movie. I know. Like you shouldn't have tweeted it. Sorry, <laughs> well, Orlando I was Magic. signing. I was that. signing that free agent from Croatia. <laughs> uh, definitely worth putting out there. Uh, anyway, so look, you get you get four. Each of us will get four movies on our team, so to speak, and we're going to track this throughout the summer. And the way it works is, we're going to take the uh, the simplified worldwide gross. That being. 
the billions and millions of dollars. So if a movie makes uh, $1 billion, it would be worth 1,000 points, okay? We're going to then subtract the budget of the film via whatever is reported on Box Office Mojo, or if it's not there, then we'll just Google it and trust that Google knows what it's talking about, as I do with every part of my life. And then we will divide it. This is where it potentially can get complicated, but then we will divide that number by the percentage points off of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, way for example, for me. it's totally easy. It, I promise you it will not be that difficult, uh, dear listener and Kent as well. So right. let me give you an example. Okay. So The Force Awakens made a total worldwide box office gross of $2.68 billion. So its number would be 2,068 minus the budget was 245. So its number is 1823 and its Rotten Tomato score was 92%. So it was eight percentage points off of 100. So we divide by eight. So The Force Awakens in this game would be worth 228 points rounded up. Okay. Okay. 228 points would pretty much clinch the win. So that's not going to happen, most likely. We don't have a movie that is has the pull of The Force Awakens. But let me give you another example, Kento, just to, just to make sure okay. everybody understands. Transformers Age of Extinction made $1.1 billion. Its number is going to be 1,104. It had a $210 million budget, so we subtract 210. We're at 894. Its Rotten Tomato score was 19%, so it's 81% off of 100. It would be worth 11 points, okay? So so we're trying to find the balance between uh, box office gross, which is very important, and critical consensus that it is at least a decent movie, which is also important to us, and that's how we're, we're going to do that. So at the end of the summer... Whichever of the three of us has the four movies that uh, that lock up the the highest point total will win, and uh, we'll probably I don't, I don't know at some point we should probably come up with some stakes for as to what the winner gets or perhaps the loser is responsible for something like that. So okay. we'll, we'll figure that out at a later date. But I think we'll check in. I don't know every week, every other week or so, and just kind of get a feel for, for what's going on. But I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully hopefully, you guys, the listeners, will respond to it a little bit, and we can uh, we can make this a thing moving forward and do this every year or something. But we were trying to think of a way to do a summer movie preview without just being like, here's the calendar of everything coming out, and this is what, uh, this is what we came up with. Okie doke. So, Brian, do you have the official Mind About Movies random number generator? I do. I do. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So our names are Brian, Kent, Richard. I'm going to go in that order. So Brian is number one. Kent is number two. Richard, number three. We're going to do a random number generator. Whichever pops out first is going to get the first pick. Are you guys ready? So Kent, you're two. Richard, you're three. I'm one ready. Here we go. better film this. (laughs) Here we go. And number three. So Richard, you're going to pick first. Boom. And then Kent, we're going to decide between you and I. I'm going to change that to two. Are you ready, buddy? Mm-hmm. You're two, I'm one, and I got number I had number one. So I'm second, Kent, you're third. Okay. Good? All right. Okay. okay so how it'll work, uh, Richard's going to pick first, then I'm going to pick, then Kent's going to pick, and then we go in reverse of that. So Kent gets back-to-back picks at the bottom of the first and the top of the second round. And uh, and I'll chart these as we go. I'll write them down. So, uh, so Richard... You got the first pick in the 2017 mm-hmm. Matter Movie Summer Movie Draft. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? First off, I would like to say I'd like to thank uh, Dan Gilbert's weird bow tie son for being here with me tonight and getting me this pick. I appreciate it. So, um, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, a real upset here. I'm just going to go play it right down right down the aisle. I'm going to go Guardians of the Galaxy two. Okay. Strong choice. Strong choice, I think. I think that's the easy number one in the clubhouse. Uh, I'm going to give you an A-plus on your draft at this point. Your, Thanks, your Jay Billis. Does it have length? Yeah. It does. It's got a lot of length. Uh, Drax is just a great human specimen, I feel like. And uh, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see if the international market plays for you. What, what is this international gross that we're... Yeah. Uh, yeah it's world, worldwide. Worldwide, worldwide gross. Okay. Worldwide gross. Okay. Yeah. Total worldwide gross. Minus budget. Okay. okay. I've got the second pick, and man, I'm debating between two movies, but I'm gonna, 
I'm going to keep it in the Marvel family and I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go Spider-Man Homecoming with the second pick in the draft. Spider-Man okay. Homecoming is is my pick. Okay. I have the next two picks, right, correct? Kent. Yep. Okay. I will take And now let's the Rotten Tomato scores where you screw yourself. Because yeah, something can make yeah, nine a, trillion dollars, but if it gets twenty percent, right. then you've That's the player. But yeah. if something's really good and makes a moderate amount of money, mm-hmm. like if something is ninety nine percent, you can get a hundred percent hundred more points. This is tough. Mm-hmm. Let's go. These picks are very important for you and me, Kent, because I think yeah. Guardians is gonna is gonna kill on both sides of that. So Richard already has a lead, but we've got to make sure that our next two movies are are legit. Okay. I'm going to go first, Alien Covenant. Ooh. Take that one. And this next one's tough because there's a couple ways I could go here. Um, mm-hmm. I could go Blockbuster. I could go uh, Animation because we know uh, there's one animated movie that's going to clean up everything that mm-hmm. I know of. Emoji movie, I'm go, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go... This is tough. Do I do I do I sacrifice my pride for the sake of the game? <laughs> you know, do I pick the player I don't really want just so I can win a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I have Alien Covenant, and I'm going to go with Brian. Oh, uh oh. This pains me, pains my soul. <laughs> Despicable Me Three. Oh <laughs> man. Gosh, it makes me so happy you just made a deal with the devil. Oh, that's so great. Makes me so happy. I didn't know if you were going to do it, Kent. That's that's absolutely the right pick. It's honestly going to make $9 trillion regardless, and it's going to be 62% because people are like, well, kids like minions. So that's the safest pick. It's the the smartest pick at this point. It's it's Despicable Me 2 made $900 million. So right. and it was like seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. So and that was that's before it was before the Minions movie came out too. So there's even more Minion out there than there was when Despicable Me Two arrived. So I feel pretty good about that one. Uh, but I could have gone yeah. a, a few different ways. Richard, you got the next pick. No, Brian. No, I'm does. up. I'm no, up. Brian. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh man, I was going Despicable Me. Um, so now I'm left to debate here. I'm I'm a little so this to me is like the I, I was charting earlier as I do as I tend to do I take things very seriously uh, and when it comes to lists and uh, I'm much like Liam Neeson and I was this is the movie that I'm having the hardest time figuring out as to I'm pretty sure I know what it's going to be Rotten Tomatoes wise I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I feel pretty confident in uh, how it's going to be received. I'm not sure about its box office because uh, this director this director knows what he's doing. He's made a lot of very popular films, but this one just seems a little, it seems like an odd release window and and I'm just I'm not sure, but I'm I think this is the wild card, so I'm going to go ahead and play it. I'm going to go with Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk here. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Me to it. I'm not sure. I'm really not. That that's that could be the you make just, or break for this whole thing. You just got Giannis right out from under me. Okay. <laughs> well, you had to save that five hundred thousand dollars so that you could <laughs> sign Dwight Howard. It's fine. I get it. All right. Mm, now I'm angry. So Richard has back to back picks here at mm. the bottom of the second round, the top of the third. Okay. Oh, that's right. I have two. Good call. I'm gonna go. Mm. Hmm. Oh man, you know what? I have long Okay, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Ooh, nice. And then secondly, it's risky. risky. It it is risky, but I think it's going to get a solid box office and I think it'll be like I'd be shocked if it's below 70%. So I think I'm going to yeah. get a good chunk of that. I think I think that's a good bet. Planet of the Apes last movie made 700 million and it was in the 70s. Yeah. So that's a strong pull. And then the n- next one is I have told you I've made an argument on this show. This is my wild card because my last, or it's second to last pick. But I'm not going to risk it. He's my guy and I ride with him. You guys know when it comes to box office, I ride internationally with movie stars. Movie stars make money even if the product mm. is subpar. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with mm-hmm. The Mummy. Okay. Ooh. Right. Riding Tom with Cruise. Cruise, my man. 
He's captain of my team. He may be my number three pick, but he is. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's yeah. the heart and soul of the yeah. whole roster. He, just, yeah. he works. He, you know, gets in early, leaves late. <laughs> brings his, brings lunch, his lunch pail. Gosh, yeah. What a scrapper. Um, okay, so it's to me now. This is the third round of the Mad About Movies. Summer blockbuster movie draft. First annual. Spectacular. Of and Jamboree. Spectacular. Uh, Jamboree and Pro-Am. Um, For the cure. Man. <laughs> For rabies. Uh, rabies awareness. So, man, I'm a little torn here because we've, I feel like we've probably reached the point now where we've, we've gotten all of the, the sure thing bets out of the way at this point. Like now we're talking movies that are, they're either likely to not score a ton at the box office or they're likely to, to have some issues with, uh, with the critics. Um, man, I, mm, I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go for the, for the, the big numbers and just hope that it's somehow a little bit better than the last one. I'm going to go with pirates of the Caribbean five here. Okay. Billion dollars. Yeah, I know. Sure. I I've I've got a scarf on. It smells horrible, but uh, but I think I think it'll. I don't know. It could pay off. This could that could be the killer for me of this entire draft because that could be a billion dollars, but twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that would just kill it. But I'm, that's what I'm going to go with. Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, can't back to back picks, man. Oh, okay. All right, man. This hurts. It hurts my soul. This whole process, but <laughs> again, it's about a championship. It's about a ring on my finger. Right. And uh, I'm going to go with Brian. Kind of the same attitude you went with. Uh, yeah. I know there's going to be an audience for this. I'm, oh. I'm confused about it. Just like you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kent definitely gets fired got, for getting into a fight with his team, by the way, right? This is, yeah. this was real sports. <laughs> this is the kind of movie that uh, you got to hope everybody's Every one of these that's come out, everyone's just hoping it's better than the last one. It hasn't been true yet, so I'm hoping this is the one that's like, that was good. I'm going to go with, in round three, the Mad About Movies Jamboree Spectacular Draft Pro-Am for the cure. Transformers, The Last Night. Oh, yeah. It's a good pick, Kent. It's a I'm surprised it was still points. on the board. Surprised they were still... You're- that one fell. I thought that was going to be a top three as far as the... Yeah amount of money it's going to make it was probably way out trump the uh rotten mm-hmm. tomatoes so i'm i'm playing risky because people might not give a crap about it anymore we'll have to see every time but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. always the one that shocks me a, every year sure it's a guaranteed billion dollars i think i think may oh wow that would be that would be impressive yeah uh, I yeah. think it just comes down to the Rotten Tomato score, so we'll see how that how that plays for you. But that's a, yeah. that's a good you pick. Can get over the draft. good value, if you will. Yeah, yeah. If you can get over thirty to forty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You're pretty happy with that yeah. pick in the fourth round, or whatever. totally, totally. I'm going to go with for my next pick uh, for a while. Okay, I could go one of two ways with this. I could go. What do I think is going to be a surprise hit, or what do mm-hmm. I think is going to trick a lot of people? That one is oh, it's tough. It's always the debate. I'm going to go with, for my next pick, starring, or starting, I should say, June 16th, All Eyes on Me, the Tupac Shakur Ooh. movie. Nice. I think, think this will have an audience. It's got great people behind it, and it's got a built-in fan base already. Could be a surprise hit mm-hmm. culturally, critically, all that. I'm willing to bet. All eyes on me. We'll do enough domestically like it. to keep me in the game. Safe pick, I feel. All right. Okay. All right, it's back to me. I've got my last pick, and then uh, and then Richard got his final pick. Um, man, there's two movies here. I didn't I know. think. I'm happy here. right now. Like, my two two of my s- picks. I've got to choose. Man, I thought I was going to have to go down the list. I thought I was going to have to go with, like, Baby Driver or something that I'm actually looking forward to. I don't think it's going to make a lot of money. Uh, man, this is tough, RB. I'm leaving you a good one on the table one way or the other. But I think I'm going to have to sell my soul a little bit, and I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Give it to me. Let's oh, do wow. it. Wow. Both of my movies are on the table now. Man. I don't like that. I don't like I leaving you something. Well, I've got one. Okay. 
So here's what I'm weighing, you know? I can talk now because draft's over once I make this pick. This is Mr. Irrelevant yeah. or Mrs. Irrelevant, yeah. depending on yeah. how you want to look on it. Unless, unless you pull a Vikings and somehow don't get your pick in on time, and then you, you know, know what? forfeit it. Never mind. You know, I, I love Pixar. I was going to go Cars 3, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm riding with movie stars, and The Rock is a movie star. I'm mm. going Baywatch. All right. Okay. All right. So here's our teams. Here's our teams, guys. Richard has Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the prohibitive number one favorite uh, of the summer, I think. He's going to back that up with... Uh, which Okay, he's going to back that up with Rise of the Dawn of the Planet of the, of the War for the Planet of the Apes, which I think is a strong pick in the second round. The Mummy, Tom Cruise... And Baywatch with uh, with The Rock and Efron. It's a pretty strong, pretty strong lineup you got there, Richard. Kento, you're coming into this heated matchup, this round robin tournament, if you will, with Alien Covenant, with Despicable Me Three, Sold Your Soul for a lot of points and a lot of money. But it's okay. worth it's, it's about that ring. It's the complete it's about opposite that ring, of my man. list. <laughs> it? It's about that ring, man. I'm there. Transformers 5. Boy, just going all in. Just going all in. I like it. And uh, all eyes on me. Tupac Shakur's biopic, finally. For me, I've got Spider-Man Homecoming. I've got Chris Nolan's Dunkirk. I've got Pirates of the Caribbean 5 and a raven on my head. And I've got Wonder Woman. So, I'm interested to see what the listener thinks. Yeah, what do, can, what do we need to do? The, what, how should we, how win, should we do this? Can the winner pick last place to do a solo episode, maybe? I think that's a great idea. That's fair. Yeah, right. it's only fair. Okay, That's the way we like to do things. We like to punish people for losing, not exalt people for winning. That's, exactly. that's kind of a yeah. standard. So yeah. that's coming. And then also, Kent, when are we going to announce my solo app coming in the next few weeks? Should we do it now? We can. No, we're going to put I'm out a ready. We're going to put really out a poll, I thought. Okay. Let the okay. listener decide. All right. Sure. Let's get that out there because I need to start, you know, um, dreading existence. <laughs> Mentally preparing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go. So those are ways. our teams. Yeah. Listeners, I want to I hear what uh, who you think is going to win, and, and we'll, we'll kind of keep track of it over the course of the summer. Yeah. And we should uh, also kind of preview some of the movies that we didn't pick. And I think that sure. this would be a good time to do that. Uh, my next pick, uh, I don't know what you guys are going to say. Maybe you think of your next pick. My pick, next pick was probably going to be uh, Snatched, the Amy Schumer, Goldie Hawn mm. movie. Sure. Uh, getting a good buzz in the, the, the theaters that I've been in where the trailer has shown over the past couple months. Gets big laughs. Amy Schumer is kind of still relevant. And uh, Goldie Hawn hasn't done anything in a while. That'll be a fun mother-daughter kind of thing to do on Mother's Day and that weekend. I think that'll do pretty decent domestically. And um, maybe it won't suck. I don't know. But that that would have been a safe choice, I feel like. And also, safe choice, Cars 3. You mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, that one's yeah. going to make a trillion yeah. dollars and it'll probably be well-received. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm surprised I was that wasn't that drafted. One. That's an undrafted free agent, priority free agent yeah. is Cars 3. Yeah, that one, that one was tough for me. <laughs> surprised you picked Pirates 5 over Shout Cars 3, Brian, Honestly. Well, look, here. Here's the deal. Pirates of the Caribbean is going to make a billion dollars, I think. I, it's pretty well-founded at this point that those movies sell. It's Rotten Tomato score may be abysmal. It, the last one was like high 30s, I think, so that's not great. Cars 2 also was high high 30s, I believe, and it only made $500 million or $600 million, something like that. And so that was my thing. It was like, I, if somehow, I think there's a better chance that Cars 3 is a fresh movie than Pirates 5 is, but I think its box office is going to be lower. And so I just kind of took the chance of, uh, maybe, maybe Pirates 5 is like 50, maybe 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. And if mm-hmm. it does that at, a billion bucks, then I'm then I'm in business. Cars, the the margin for error with cars is a little higher for me. That, but that that's what I was debating. That my last pick was Wonder Woman or Cars Three, and I I ultimately went with I think Wonder Woman probably makes more money, and then we'll just see how the Rotten Tomatoes plays out. You you gotta discount one thing, Brian. Kids, okay. 
Kids, oh, yeah. Kids Look, rule I, the world. I know. Cars 3. Cooper can't wait for Cars 3. Yeah. I know. I, know. I honestly want to know if there's any kids that really care about a new Pirates of the Caribbean. You know? Do they? No, but inter- I, but I, but French people do. That's, <laughs> that's that the is true. That's the thing. The international will be big on that one. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, a couple other movies yeah. that are out there, maybe that that we didn't we didn't draft. I mentioned Baby Driver. Um, I'm looking forward to that movie, but I don't think it'll make a lot of money. I I really considered Valerian. If Wonder Woman hadn't have been there, that would have have to been a a, a, con- a consideration because. I think that movie looks freaking terrible, like Jupiter Ascending times two. I I do not want to watch that movie at all, but I think it's going to kill overseas, and so that could make a that could be a big point. Might be, do big overseas. I think it'll be a huge flop in the states. You know, totally, it'll be like here. Warcraft. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I mean, yeah. in the states, you got to think of the hangover from, uh, you know. Let's see what'll probably be out uh, in the in mid July, right? When Valerian comes, so Wonder Woman will probably still be out in its last legs mm-hmm. if it does decent. Uh, the Mummy, Transformers, um, Despicable Me, and Cars Three will be out. Spider Man and War of the Apes will have come out the week before, and uh, Dunkirk opens the same weekend as Valerian. So there's just so much freaking competition that that that's the only thing that would hesitate me. Would be like there's just so much other stuff to see in that same vein, uh, but I think internationally that's a safe that's a safe pick if you're if you're betting on that I think uh, I think so mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that one just has like weird Wachowski's vibe to it I know it's not Wachowski's uh, but it just yeah. has that kind of does anyone really care oh no they don't kind of a vibe to it and uh, I agree we'll see I like Luke Besson or whatever. Um, I think he's yeah. got a cool vision, and I think the Wachowskis have a cool vision, but it doesn't translate into good movies most of the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as much as I love The yeah. Fifth Element, not a great movie, but it has cool elements. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. King Arthur was another one that I think may get a little play overseas. I just yeah. I don't know what to expect from that here. I think that, that looks really good. I, I think it looks good. Isn't it Guy Ritchie? Yeah. Yeah, and I, just, I think that comes down to... Does Guy Ritchie style Trump mm, what he tends to do character wise? Because that can be that can he's be hit or miss. I, I I enjoyed uh, yeah. I enjoyed Sherlock Holmes, the first one at least. Yeah, I do too. I do too. You know, I'll say this: I'm I'm sort of looking forward to the King Arthur movie, but I don't have a good reason for it. It's because I'm I'm working on a piece for the blog or the newsletter, I haven't decided which yet, that's that's King Arthur related and there are not any good King Arthur movies. Like they're they're really for something that we sort of hold up as like a I don't know, like that's a very common very uh, very strong place in our culture at least as far as like our our historical, the way we think about movies and the way we think about um, literature and the way we think about narrative structure and stuff, Arthur, Arthurian legend is a big player. What and about I a personally kid at like, King Arthur's court? Yeah, that's the only good one. Like I said, no. Uh, look, any anytime you can, anytime you can get Rookie of the Year kid in a movie, you have to do it. You know and, what the tagline but, to that is? I'm looking at it. This is like peak '90s <laughs> Nike stuff. Walt Disney Pictures presents a kid in King Arthur's court. Joust, do it. <laughs> oh wow. gosh, that is strong. Just do it. Man. By the way, brutal. that movie also features Daniel Craig and Kate Winslet. <laughs> FYI. So, how many Oscars did it win? Or no, Daniel Craig is like cool. the guy he the knight that he like follows yeah. around when he gets to King Arthur's court. Yeah, he has, he's like it's like starring Daniel Craig. It's not like he's in it. Like no, he was. <laughs> And, no, and how much time did Thomasine Nicholas spend in a baseball uniform as a kid? I mean, yeah. he must have yeah. spent two years making those movies in a freaking baseball uniform. It's so funny. He was typecast as baseball uniform kid. Uh, it might <laughs> be the most '90s poster ever because he's in a baseball uniform and he's wearing rollerblades and he's <laughs> he's oh. ramping out of the castle. Calvin Man. Fuller is about to break curfew by fifteen hundred years. But it's in the past, so like that but doesn't reverse, make sense. He's early yeah, it doesn't actually work. Yeah, he should get credit. He should get a raise in his allowance for being so on time. That is so funny. 
I, I had that movie growing up too. I know I had oh, it on too. VHS. <laughs> I don't remember because I liked Rookie of the Year. That's the only reason why I had it. For sure. Um, so it's a good reason. That's funny. Uh, but you're right. Is King Arthur something? The, it's never been good. It's the, I watched King Arthur like the 2004 Clive Owen movie. I don't know a day or two ago, and it's terrible. And I I did not expect that. I expected to be like a B minus C plus kind of movie. I haven't seen it in ten years. It's almost unwatchable in parts and almost all King Arthur movies are kind of that way. And so I feel like it's something that I expect to enjoy or to be semi good. I like, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that movie, but I honestly, at this point I expect it to be pretty bad. Cause I just, I, I don't feel like it's ever been done efficiently, which is, it's weird to me. Like it shouldn't be that hard to make that kind of a movie work, but I don't know, like Camelot and Excalibur. All these movies are pretty meh to me. Yeah. First night. Maybe they just haven't had the style of Guy Ritchie. Yeah, could be. It could be could the be. missing ingredient. Uh, Guy Ritchie mm-hmm. also doing the Aladdin movie that will be coming yeah. out, I'm sure, very sooner sooner than we think. We'll be talking about that one <laughs> very soon, I'm sure. Will Smith is the genie, perhaps, right? Isn't that the rumor? Mm-hmm. That's the rumor, yeah. Wow. That- Which I'm kind of on board with. Yeah. I I said this to a, a, one of our our dear listeners who tweeted at us, and I, but I think I think that's a good property for him to show that he can still be fun, yeah. and that could be a a really enjoyable. I don't know that that combined with Guy Ritchie and the the way that they're gonna that he inevitably will bring you know his style his his visual style. I think that could be interesting. Bad news though, Brian John Krasinski is Aladdin. So mm, yeah, thirty two percent on yeah, and, and whitewashing, tons of whitewashing uh, outrage. So just I mean, can't catch a break. yeah, poor guy, can't catch a break. Well, just has to go home to Emily Blunt. What a what a rough life, dude. Shaquille O'Neal proved he could play a genie perfectly on screen. <laughs> right. Why? That why are they not a slap in the face? That is a slap to Shaq. <laughs> they slap Shaq. Uh, the guy writing the Aladdin movie. What's going on, little fella? John August just, is uh is oh yeah is, wrote Frank and Weenie and uh, a lot of Tim Burton stuff so this is maybe his first thing besides Charlie's Angels and Titan AE that he hasn't yeah. done without Tim Burton so it might be John August is a great follow by the way if you're at all into screenwriting or want to be a screenwriter or dabble in screenwriting or whatever he's got a great blog and a pretty good follow on Twitter too and it, I haven't listened to he used to have a podcast that was pretty good too but I haven't listened in a long time yeah but he has a lot of great insight on what that process is like. Remember, just remember FYI. Titan AE. No, oh, do I? I'm watching it right now. <laughs> you got the restored version. <laughs> yeah, 4K. That was when they were it. like, "What can we do with animation if we made mm-hmm. it look bad?" <laughs> it's like, wow, animation can look bad. How is this possible? It never happened in the history of animation. Uh, wow. You like Disney movies, kids? Yeah. This is worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, wow. Okay, where, where, how do we get down the Aladdin? Or, okay, Guy Ritchie. Okay. Who knows? Right. That's what people come to this show for. <laughs> so King Arthur is another one that, uh, like you said, mm-hmm. could could be a risky kind of thing, but could work. That's the same weekend as Snatched, May 12th, two weeks away, three weeks away. Mm. Uh the same weekend as Alien Covenant is Diary of a Wimpy Kid 4 or something. I think it's the At fourth. At least four. Yeah. Had no idea there were that many of those. Yeah. I guess there are. Yeah. Keep getting them checks. And they them all checks. make $75 million. Every single one has made between 70 and $75 million. That's an easy so. easy money. Straight cash, homie. Mm-hmm. What's the... But this one has Alicia Silverstone, so... Oh, it does. Easy bump. I feel like I saw the trailer for that. Who plays million? the husband? Tom Everett Scott. That's bro. it. Guy Guy Patterson. I remember <laughs> Guy Patterson. Stitch. Guy Patterson's having a comeback. I mean, La La Land, and I, then that. I want it. I want the Everett Assance. I really want it. Everyone, everyone. Uh, when that thing you do came out, I was like, this guy's Tom Hanks. Like he is. Tom Hanks handpicked this mm-hmm. guy, and he wasn't. <laughs> Moral of the story <laughs> is he was not Tom Hanks. To be fair, either was Colin. So, I mean, no. who is? <laughs> no. Colin was in Orange County, though, so that counts for a lot. Uh, All right. We need to do an Orange County episode. God, I love- we that might is be the 2002. people in the world that care about Orange County. That's 15 years, right? I love Orange County. Yeah, it is. January earlier this year. Yes, man. Good times. 
Uh, we mentioned the Baywatch movie that could do mm-hmm. well. I think that might be a risk. I, I think that might flop. I don't know. And it's my fourth. It could be. Pick. I don't know, man. Yeah, those trailers are movie pretty good. star. Like I, I think so too. Movie I want to see it. I think it'll be funny, but I just don't know if the yeah. the national uh, buzz is out there for it. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, for a long time, Baywatch was like the number one watch show overseas. So that that should get some audience. Mm-hmm. That should get some eyes over there, just based on that. I think. I think. Let so alone too. the rock. I think Baywatch that, just might have been too long ago for people to care or remember about it. You know, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I think it's a fun idea to reboot it, especially as a the way adult comedy it is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, doing it twenty one Jump Street mm-hmm. totally. Yep. Um, we moved to June. And Wonder Woman, and then another one, another animated movie, Captain Underpants. I loved Captain mm. Underpants when I was in school. I wrote, I read the books. Uh, do kids read them now? And uh, all, I think I remember seeing this on like circulate on Facebook the the poster for it, and everyone was saying that it was fake. You know, like no one even thinks it is really coming out. Like someone's <laughs> like, "Oh man, I wish that was true," and think comments like that. Uh, but it actually is coming out, and maybe it'll do well because people will be so excited for it. You know, the week, couple weeks before when they start rolling the TV ads hardcore, people will be taking their kids to it. Uh, but I don't really know what to expect from it, so it's hard to bet on it. And uh, that's kind of a kind of a dark horse, maybe Captain Underpants in uh, on June the second. What 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 other kids movies are going to be out then? It's going to be Diary of a Wimpy Kid two weeks before that. Mm. And then Pirates of the Caribbean was the week before. So if you're not taking your kid to see Wonder Woman, Pirates of the Caribbean, Baywatch, Alien, or Diary of a Wimpy Kid, that might be the best thing. You know, you got to think a lot of animated movies do very well and get multiple, multiple sequels just because they came out on a weekend where their parents had nothing else to take their kids to. And so they took them to that. Like Smurfs, for example, right? Smurfs, Alvin and the Chipmunks, they have 25 sequels. It's because, well, there's, we can go take them to see, you know, American Hustle, or we can take them to see Smurfs too. So you take your kid to see Smurfs too, because that's the only thing they can see. So that, it has that going for it too. It's before Cars comes out. It's before Despicable Me comes out. And Mm -hmm. uh, so that might be the early animated kids movie of the summer. And uh, Emoji Movie end of july so don't count that one that'll make a ton too just because it's emojis and every kid knows and likes emojis and uh everyone wants to see patrick stewart as poop which is what i want to see <laughs> so we'll see about that um that any was my thoughts punk rock on band name in the late <laughs> late 90s <laughs> patrick patrick stewart as poop mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. end of june has the house what's that is that a horror movie no, dude. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe. I forgot to bring this up. The House stars Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. Oh, it yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. Have you all seen the preview no, for this? No. I, I was wondering oh, what was taking so long for the no. preview. This look awful. Oh, no. Guys, I I had the movie not high on the list, but, like, you know, a reasonable middle-of-the-row kind of movie on both from a Rotten Tomatoes and a, and a box office perspective and then i saw the trailer and i was like oh no i'm out i'm out on all of it so that was i I thought that might be an episode that week uh before baby driver got moved there and there is no chance it looks it looks so bad i'm very depressed for both people that i really enjoy involved in that movie it was written by andrew j cohen who only his previous writing credits are neighbors and neighbors Two. And Mike and Dave need wedding dates. So. (laughs) Three beacons of comedy. I wondered why I hated Neighbors so much. It's because Seth and Evan didn't write it. That's why it it, uh, didn't work so much for me. Uh, Yeah. Andrew J. Cohen is behind the house. So, well, is is Will Ferrell struggling now? Doesn't he need like a big hit? Yeah, it happens, he needs some man. Help, man. It's not going to happen. Yeah, this is what happens with comedians. We have to just learn. Mm-hmm. This is the they go they go the way of the dodo. It will happen. To yeah, them. and uh, it happened. He already to did the Kevin Hart him. movie. He already did Get Hard. That was his yeah. like. Maybe if I can do yeah. something with Kevin Hart, it'll revive me. It worked for The Rock again. Uh, 
We'll see about uh, we'll see about the house. Mm-hmm. Amy Poehler yeah. too. His one his one saving grace right now is that he has he has Lego Movie. Mm-hmm. So he's got that series that will help. But mm-hmm. yeah, he needs. And I, I will say this in Will Ferrell's defense, as far as like what he could do moving forward, that I think Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy and and others and Sandler have struggled to do is that Will Ferrell is actually a, a fairly talented dramatic actor or or straight man actor. I think he he might have an easier transition into. Uh, Films that are not necessarily built around his comedic prowess, I guess, than those other actors did, I think. He might be so famous, so recognizable, that it's going to be hard for him. Like, can you see him in supporting role? It would just be very hard for me to see him in some kind of dramatic supporting role or something like that. You know, that would... Mm. Would that be too jarring? Like, isn't that what Jim Carrey tried to do for a while? And uh, it's just hard to, it's just hard to see him in that light, even though he's really good at it. Like Jim Carrey might be the ultimate example of dude, this guy can act and no one cared. You know, same with Sandler. And uh mm-hmm. man, yeah. I hope he just didn't cash it in and be like, you know what? Will Ferrell signed seven year deal with Netflix and he's gonna do a movie a year for I can totally see that happening, actually. Just put him on the Sandler plan and he does a movie a year and writes him with his S N L buddies and Rachel Dratch mm-hmm. is in one with him and then, you know, <laughs> They do. They do. <laughs> the one thing Night at the Roxbury this- too with Chris Kattan and oh, everybody's that's happy. Not funny, you take it back. Um, <laughs> but the problem he has, which is good and bad, is that you know his writing partner forever has been Adam McKay, and Adam McKay now is on this kind of different part of his yeah. career, and it could be that maybe Farrell joins him in, in that that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And a lot of his, I I think part of the the Farrell charm has always been that he will show up in random spots and do glorified cameos and stuff. And most of his, most of his contemporaries are not really in the limelight anymore. And so that, that kind of hurts his whole persona too is, you know, like his bit in wedding crashers was really funny at the time. And I, I think it's still funny now, but who knows? And, but it was great at the time. Well, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are not really making movies like that anymore, and so what's he gonna mm-hmm. what's he gonna do? He does have John C. Riley. I forgot about this. Yeah, he's got he's got Holmes and Watson, Adam or which is I thought was Adam McKay, but it's not. It's Eaton Cullen. Uh that's him and him and John C. Riley, I believe, doing uh Sherlock Holmes, which that could be really funny. Like if that's not funny, if that flops, then we're definitely We've we've reached the point of no return, right? Like I think that's over at that point. I thought they were going to do Step Brothers too at some point too, but I guess not. Mm, I'm in on that at any point. If you want to try that, that that movie gets better every time I, I I watch it. I think. By the way, I just noticed this sequel to Ref- Wreck It Ralph Two is called Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> All right, I'm in. That is funny. That is very funny. Okay, uh, moving on with our summer movie draft slash preview. Another movie called Rough Night. Don't know what this one's about either. That's uh, that's Scar Jo. It's a R-rated. Uh, I don't know, gross out girl or whatever. Girl. Oh, I've seen the previews for this. Okay, I got this confused with Girls Night, which is another movie mm-hmm. uh, that's coming out this summer, and mm-hmm. uh, Kate McKinnon. Do we think she can do it on the big screen? We've only seen her nope. in Ghostbusters, and it wasn't impressive, even though she's extremely yeah. talented. Oh, might can be you a stop the sexism, bro? I'm trying to just do a podcast with my friends. You, did, oh, you got to trigger sorry, me. Sorry. You got to trigger warn me. Just keep bringing Can't you talk Ghostbusters without being sexist. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, Holler at me, Grace King. Jillian Bell is funny <laughs> in, in uh, Workaholics and other things. Uh, Ileana Glazer is funny. Funny people. Mm-hmm. Will it work? Who knows? Rough Night is a uh, yeah. another dark horse. We don't know. We don't know what to expect. Okay, moving to July and wrapping up our summer. Are there any early August ones, though, Brian, that we should have mentioned probably? I looked at August, and it depressed me so much that I just – I said, you know what? I think this is over in July. Like, I don't think – I don't think summer movie moves into July at this point. Nobody – Nobody puts out movies during that time 
anymore. I'll, I'll pull up the list and we can. Guardians was an thing. August release. I remember. Yes, that was probably the last good one. Like Baby Driver moved out of August. We right now, dude. Seriously, it's it's the Annabelle horror movie sequel. The Hitman's Bodyguard, which I'm not convinced is an actual movie with Sam Jackson and and uh, oh my gosh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. The Nut Job Two, something called Tulip Fever. I mean, like IMDb doesn't even have a full slate of movies listed. I was working off a different list when I made our uh, preview run, but they're they're really just there's nothing there, and I I feel like. It, I feel like that's weird. Like I feel like there, because September usually isn't that big of a deal either. And so there's like there's a whole month where surely you could put some kind of low rent blockbuster that doesn't have a lot of expectation. The Dark Tower is supposed to come out August fourth. We still haven't even seen a preview for that. I I can't. I I still have not come to the conclusion that this. I I don't think that movie is going to get released. Like I I, I can't. I don't understand how you could not have a trailer out in May for an August movie. So I, I don't know. We get Detroit August fourth, which I'm excited about the the Catherine Bigelow movie. Um, that's that's really that might be it for the rest of of the month, which is pretty depressing. The life and death of John Gotti. You excited about that? I don't. Oh, it's John Travolta. I'm out. So I <laughs> look. It's it's a weird. I think August has gotten worse ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, pretty much. But this is a particularly disgusting and terrible August. But there's no way the Dark Tower comes out in August, right? Like, it doesn't. It hasn't even had a trailer yet. There's no way that they've completed or or even gotten close I mean, to completing. They've released that movie. some just, stills from it, I think. That's yeah, it. we've seen some stills, but come on, you have to have a trailer out by now. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, okay. In July, we have A Ghost Story, which is the David Lowry movie that blew up Sundance yeah. and everything, and everyone's uh, really raving about it. So that comes out July 7th, the same weekend as Spider-Man. And then the next weekend is The War of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. Sorry. War of the Dawn. Rise of the Dawn of the War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I still think... That Dawn should have been the first movie, and then Rise, and then War. <laughs> but they always had that flipped around. That's going to bug me forever. And then the next weekend, uh, July 21st, we have Dunkirk, Valerian, and Girls Trip, which I mentioned earlier. And then the weekend after that, we have Emoji and Atomic Blonde, starring Charlize Theron. Which could, who knows what to expect. That could be John Wick, mm-hmm. like big cult following. Wow, this is awesome and tons of sequels. Or it couldn't be and it could get drowned out by the rest of the summer movies. It's very competitive. We'll have to see. But uh, what do you guys, uh, what what one more would you have picked probably out of the ones we talked about? I probably would have picked um, maybe The House. I don't know. Mm, man. Brutal. I would have picked yeah, that if, one over if, I would have picked that one over Rough Night or uh mm-hmm. maybe even King Arthur. Yeah, if, if Cars 3 had still been on the board for if we did a a fifth round Cars 3 would have been the pick. If that was gone, I would have gone King Arthur probably. I really don't know what to expect from that. I think that movie could make It wouldn't surprise me if King Arthur made 400 or 500 million dollars. And it wouldn't surprise me if King Arthur made ninety million dollars. Like I just, I really don't know. I don't know how to slot that one. And I'm pretty typically. I, I feel pretty confident in general projections for most of them. But that one, that one's too much of an outlier to me. I agree. Wonder Woman could. It could come and go really fast too. It could. It yeah, could be out yeah. of here it, if it doesn't do well very, mm-hmm, very soon. And totally. critics are are uh, on on it and can't. And can't mm-hmm. just get over the fact that it's uh, not good. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think they just dogpile on them. I mean, we're guilty of it as well, but uh, that universe is just, it's brutal. It's just so brutal when it doesn't work yeah. out. Yeah. So I think the two things that are in its favor as compared to 
the lawsuit or Suicide Squad is number one. The buzz has been better than those movies. Like I, I don't think there's any way Wonder Woman's going to be like an eighty percent fresh type movie, but I think the buzz has been at least generally decently positive. And I think there's a certain amount of curiosity. How to put that? I, I think people are. I, I think people want that movie and that character to be good. Whereas I think it's very, I think Zack Snyder turns off so many legitimate critics and, and the way that David Ayer and, and DC handled Suicide Squad. I think those movies, I think a lot of people went into those movies wanting to hate them. And whereas I think Wonder Woman will get the benefit of the doubt of like, it would be cool if we like Gal Gadot, we like this character, it would be great if she could be well represented in films. So maybe I'm going to give this more of a chance than I did some of those other films. Wow. Uh, okay. That about does it for our mad about movies, summer movie draft. We'll do this again next year. We'll update maybe as the summer goes along, but, uh, at the end Mm -hmm. of the summer, let's say the first week of August, first show of August, we will tally it all up. And, uh, so I guess it's gotta be what's gross the most up to that point. Unless we wait till the end yeah. of the year, till everything's out. Yeah, maybe we go an extra week or something in August and get uh, those last few July movies or something. But we'll see how it goes. Okay, I'm excited. I think this is. I think this is fun. So we'll see. Hopefully, the listeners respond to it. But um, it'll be fun to kind of keep track of how how this goes between us and see who has to review a terrible movie at the end of it. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, hit a quick weekly recommend, guys. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Weekly recommends. All right. I'm going to recommend a TV show. I think I know what it's going to be. Fargo Chapter 3. Just premiered mm. last week. Have you guys seen the premiere episode yet? I am watching. What is today? I'm, on, I'm watching on Wednesday. I'll probably watch both episodes back to back on Wednesday. Okay. Can't wait, dude. Is it great? It's up to the par of the originals. Oh, it's. A, I mean, it's. It Oops. seems to be what you would expect and come to know and love from mm. from Fargo on FX. Uh, I just. I really appreciate TV that cares or. They try to make mm-hmm. good or, you know, use good cinematography techniques and actors and scripts and dialects. And uh, I really enjoy this series. Um, maybe it's just yeah. the, the uh, 
the, the you know the kind of universe it's set in that I'm in love with. Uh, my favorite movie is Fargo, so I just love that time that that uh, the dial you know the Minnesota nice and everything about it about uh, the way they tell the story. But there's something so dark and so yet so funny about it all about the whole universe. And uh, Michael Stuhlbarg, I can tell, is going to be awesome oh, in this yeah. series. He kind of plays a the assistant to one of Ewan McGregor's characters. And mm. so a lot of interaction there. But he's great in the first episode. Ewan McGregor plays two brothers, two twins. One of them is very successful business type guy. And one of them is not. And is more shady and is into weird stuff. And his girl is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is... You know, in and out of jail, and has a shady past, and is trying to convince Ewan McGregor, number two, uh, Ray, his name is, to uh, kind of rip off his brother, and because uh, his brother has so much money, and he's entitled to it, and things like that. Uh, so, it is. Uh, it's going to be good. I am excited about where it's going. The, the premiere episode did not let me Gosh. down, and get on board. Fargo season three mm-hmm. on FX mm-hmm. Wednesdays at uh, 10 p.m., I believe, and uh, on the FX app, too, if you want to catch it on demand uh, here in the next few days, do that. Go back and watch the other seasons, too. It's worth your time, I promise. Mm-hmm. We would not lead you astray yeah. in that regard. So get excited, guys. Get Dude, on board. Kit, Another one. Where do you sit? Bit quickly, I don't want to bog, but, like, season one versus season two. How, where do you yeah. Where do you feel? How do you feel? The season one was just so iconic. And mm-hmm. I just remember it so vividly, uh, you know, with uh, Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton. But I just loved Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst in the last series so much that I don't know. And Allison Tolman was great in the first series, too, as well as Colin Hanks. Yeah. Oh, man. Billy Bob. They're, they're yeah. very, it's they're, they're neck and neck, man. I mean, they're just as good as each other. I mean, this show just keeps, it's not that. It, you know, season two is better than season one or vice versa. It's just like an A, an A, an A, an A minus, an A plus, mm-hmm. an A. It's just so solid every week. And it's uh, it's not like True Detective where it dropped off significantly and everybody oh, agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this, I'm serious. It's uh, Every week is as good as the last, and it just keeps being that way. And uh, I'm just excited to see where this season yeah. is going. This season has a chance already to be my favorite just because of the setup. But we'll see. Yeah. Man, it's so good. I I've been read I've been thinking about that a lot. I think season two, I think season two is better until the last episode, and then I think the final episode of season two is is very inferior to the final episode of season one. Season one wraps up so satisfy satisfactorily. Almost said satisfyingly. It's not even a word, but the I I think season two just kind of peters out in the last episode and season one kills so it leaves me constantly going back and forth uh between which which one i think is better it's that's that's a tough one i'm excited to watch season three i'm hoping to get to that yeah definitely do what's your recommend uh i'll make a short and simple la la land comes out it's been out on digital for a couple weeks it hit blu-ray and dvd today so we've talked about it ad nauseum it was kids favorite movie of all time and uh (laughs) we i i like it so much and i'm excited to rewatch it i've been listening to the soundtrack quite a bit recently and it's still i know there were hopefully it has it has ridden the wave of uh of hate that kind of always happens with the oscar front runners during january and into february and hopefully we're now back onto the upswing a little bit and uh, we can all appreciate it for the movie that it is so la la land will be my pick richard how about you man Lost him. Sorry, team. Yeah, no, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to recommend a book uh, that, uh, Kent, this one goes out to you, uh, but uh, it goes out to a lot of the listeners as well. It's a book, a biography that came out recently, and it's called Letterman, The Last Giant of Late Night. Oh, wow. And it is a David Letterman full biography. And uh, I'm about halfway wow. through it right now, and it's quite awesome. And so I, I'm audibling it, and uh, it's it's a good, good production as well. So uh, I recommend highly. Can't imagine I would like that. There's no scenario in which in which I could would uh would like that. Yeah, let him know when there's a Leno biography. Okay. Did you? I will. Did or I recommend Chevy Chase? Just about or the Magic Hour, the oral history of the Magic Hour. <laughs> did I recommend short book. Um, like a novella? Uh, Judd Apatow's book on here. The second. I think he did. Yeah, I think I might yeah, have. I'm I'm just closing that one now. 
really have enjoyed that one. This is a very simple, simple way to do a book. It's just interview style, and I really have enjoyed. It's very easy read and enjoyable and informative. And man, he knows so many people. Good grief, does he know a lot of people? Know a lot of comedians, and uh, really, really cool. Um, I'm I'm excited about that Letterman book. I didn't know it was out already. I thought it was coming out like later this year, so I will definitely be purchasing that in the near future. All right, Brian, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on various online social platforms at Richard Barden or, about, or at madaboutmoviespodcast.com or the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. I got through it, guys. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm having a choking fit with some, some water. Uh, Kent, where can I find you? On the Twitter at Kent Garrison on Snapchat and instagram too at kent garrison find us on the itunes mad about movies hit subscribe tell your friends send them a link follow us on twitter at mam underscore podcast or just search mad about movies we really appreciate that keep the conversation going online and uh, offline off the air so send us a message and uh, until next week we will see you at the cinema Baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya-ya Again. 